didn't tell people sometimes. One didn't tell people sometimes. One did, one did, ooh, one didn't tell people sometimes. Hello, what's happening, listeners? Welcome back to this podcast of One Dude and Some Other People Sometimes. I am your host, Al, and got uh, some really good feedback about uh, episode 20. Um, uh, one part, yes, was uh, unfortunate passing of Stanley, and I felt it would have been odd for myself not to make a notice of it and have something uh, about it on last week's episode. Seeing as how big of <clears throat> he is in uh, in our in our culture and pop culture and mainstream and all that and uh, you know what his work has meant to me. So uh, again, like I said, I didn't want to spend too much time on that, on that uh, as I'm sure you've heard plenty of tributes and what have you uh, and Stanley and I didn't want to repeating what they said and that's not what uh, the point was it was just a a little <clears throat> thank you to uh, Stanley and uh, and uh, you know notice his passing and and that uh, he'll live live on forever in, in his works and other, you know, like modern day mythologies where the stories, you know, will be passed on for years, generations. And I uh, just thought that was really cool. But um, yeah, got a lot of really good feedback on um, the meat of last week's episode, the what would have happened had uh, adrenaline not been um, booted, so to speak, from the studio at Time Warner when Spectrum purchased them. Um, so it was really fun to uh, look back and, you know, take you guys behind the scenes, you know, behind the, the curtain, so to speak. Uh, and, you know, really got me... Sorry if I'm uh, fading out from the mic here. Um, you know, reminiscing and thinking back and uh, how really cool that time had been. And then I got to uh, really think, like, oh, man, it's already November 2018. and It's almost the end of the year. It's almost 2019. But before that, I'm like, holy shit. November 2018, That's that uh, this month marks 10 years. A decade of uh, being in the wrestling business. Now, I know little old me, not a huge star, um, not on TV, you know, well, not anymore. <laughs> um, I'm not, uh, you know, I'm not John Cena, I'm not a big name guy. Um, I'm not even a middle name guy. I'm right there, independent level. Um, and I'm happy with that. Uh, I'm, I'm more than happy with that. I, I really enjoy what we do. Um, <clears throat> but yeah, 10 years. You know, that's, uh, 
a long time to be in such a physical, mentally and physically and emotionally tough, 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 tough business. Um, you gotta put up with a lot of shit from other people, promoters, um, other workers, just, um, even after dealing, I'm not saying I've got, I've had the most, you know, tumultuous, uh, did I pronounce that right? Probably. You guys know what I'm saying? Uh, journey, but, uh, I definitely had a unique experience, um, in this, and I'm not gonna, and I, and then I thought, well, good for this episode, because it was about this time, I would say, um, uh, to look back at some of my fondest memories in the last 10 years, some big moments, uh, some of my favorites, personal favorites of my career, uh, and you know, share them here with you guys, uh, just kind of spitball and shoot from the hip, <clears throat> um, it, this isn't going to be like a huge career retrospective shoot, you know, literally shoot interviewed thing, did that already, three part episode in the archive, um, some of the most listened and downloaded episodes of this podcast. So if you had not listened to those and you want to hear some really interesting behind-the-scenes drama stories uh, in my dealings, go back and download those. There's, like I said, it's a three-part uh, deal. Um, they're uh, titled It's a Shoot, Part 1, 2, 3, obviously. So, uh... Yeah, I mean, if you want to hear all that, I recommend doing that. Um, maybe even before you listen to this episode. Uh, it's not like you have to listen to one to understand what's going on there. This is just going to be me fondly looking back on some really fun moments and big things in my career. Again, not, you know, Ric Flair, I don't have thousands of stories I'm not at that point yet so if you're looking for something like that sorry to disappoint for someone at an independent level who has been doing it himself on his own stuff with that then hey you are at the right podcast baby um so without further ado here we go so as I said, 10 years, so that'd be November 2008, uh, was when I started officially in the business. Um, I had, uh, if again, if you go back to those episodes, uh, and you listen to them, uh, you know, I had started dabbling. You know, we started, uh, you know, with the training and then, then the practices and the matches and all that. Uh, and then one of my fondest moments, um, came in January uh, 2010. Uh, if you go again, I won't do too much detail on some of this stuff because I did that already. Uh, again, if you want to hear that, go back and listen to them. They're free to download and listen and re review and uh, leave a like and all that good stuff. Um, but yeah, January 2010, uh, you know, 
had woke up to a message, I believe it was New Year's Day, from the promoter, owner, whatever, of SSW, where, uh, you know, we've been working, training, and all that, that, you know, at that time, for no reason, um, they were shutting down. So, we were SOL, uh, me, my friend Tom, and uh, my brother-in-law at the time, Chris, we were, you know, uh, shit out of luck. They were done for whatever reason, and, you know, put in perspective, they've come back several times, different iterations, and, you know, for whatever reason, whatever reason there were for shutting down then, they obviously don't have that problem now. Um, so it was at that point where, you know, I had one of those, fuck it, if, uh, they're not gonna be around, I'm just gonna start my own promotion. So me and Chris, and then Tom eventually too, after that, we came up with BTBW, Back to Basics Wrestling, and, you know, slowly but surely we were starting to come up with names and, um, you know, all that, all the ground level stuff you need um, before you really get into like the big heavy duty you know, expensive part of uh, running a promotion um, so yeah it was, uh, it was a day at work you know my day job uh, at uh, we were inventorying a store and it was just the name like back to basics wrestling like just came to me I'm like you know we're gonna take the fundamentals and all the stuff that a lot of fans and newer and older love about the old school style of wrestling and mix it kind of with like the new current style of wrestling and just kind of mash them together and, and there we go there's back to basics wrestling so it was you know we were going back to basics uh that was you know that was the catchphrase the tagline so to speak so um so yeah that was uh one of those like Eureka Epiphany, you know, whoa, this is it. Um, so yeah, that uh, so that happened, and you know, after at that point, we just started getting the ball rolling and trying to find a ring. Because um, being around enough independent promotions, you know, uh, most most of them don't have their own ring and and end up having to rent their own ring and. If that falls through, uh, the ring, you know, is shit, not what you're renting, not what you're paying for, uh, you know, you can't really have a show without a ring. Um, so we figure, well, what would be the best way to avoid that? Have your own ring. Um, so, we, you know, we're trying to think of, well, can we buy one? A lot of places we're looking, they're like between four six grand for a smaller one you know and then obviously bigger gets more expensive maybe build our own but then you're thinking about buying the supplies and and having to get you know putting it together have someone knows what they're doing because you don't want to do something yourself and then you're stuck with a piece of shit ring that you know breaks down you and then you're back at square one so um most of 2010 you know was that uh and then november how you know apropos of that um we found a ring to buy um from a promoter in the northern little northern milwaukee uh west bend area um who was you know shutting down his promotion it's funny how we keep going back to that and they're looking to move which currently i don't think they ever did uh they've a 
attempted to buy the ring back or have other people buy the ring back. But, uh, yeah, that ain't happening, sucker. Um, so that was a really huge moment, and going to get it was uh, was fun. A journey in and of itself. A friend of ours with a, a van from work stuffed that bad boy in there. Um, unfortunately, we weren't able to get the steel cage with it, which, you know, would have been really cool to have. But, uh, you know, it is what it is. Uh, wasn't meant to be. But eventually, you know, we'll get our own steel cage. But, um, so yeah, that was a fun journey, having that thing, uh, stuffed in the, in the van and journeying, you know, an hour, hour plus, uh, through Wisconsin and back home with it. And then, uh, yeah, the next day, you know, setting it up and our first day of training with some, uh, some rookies, which, uh, Unfortunately, none worked out for us, but uh, that was that was fun. We just fucking put that shit up in a parking lot uh, in a park, and which would have been <laughs> a home to a few other things that we've done training wise. Uh, so yeah, that was a real, real fun moment. You know, that was two, two years into the, into the journey, official. So. Uh, and then, you know, after that, you know, that was in obviously November, didn't really have a building or anywhere inside to set up, so it was more or less for the next few months recruiting guys, and then uh, once springtime rolled around in summer, we were able to get the ring up outside and do some training. Um, and then uh, later that year, November 2011, again, you know, November, um, is the month for BTW, I don't know, for my career, wrestling career. Just everything, almost everything big happens in November. So, uh, yeah, November rolled around. We had, uh, the month prior we had our first official show, uh, Costume Chaos, which, uh, the Battle Royal, or the Rumble, I guess, because it was more of a Rumble, Royal Rumble type match. Um, at that show we crowned our first, uh, our second champion, because, yeah, we had a Cruiserweight title match earlier. No, not a Cruiserweight title match. It was a Cruiserweight match. So our first champion was crowned at that show. The Prestige champion. Yes. Sorry. Forgetting my own stuff. But, um, yeah, the Prestige champion, which is basically like our Intercontinental, U.S., whatever, secondary championship. Um, we had a rumble for that, and... That's one of our most viewed um, uh, videos on YouTube, which uh, the link is in the description below um, for the YouTube channel. So if you haven't uh, gone there and subscribed and checked it out, uh, by all means do. You know, some older, you know, fun, funny stuff to watch. Um, you know, I'm not ashamed of it. You know, everyone's got to start somewhere. Um, shit got better. Um, but yeah, then, uh, so the following month, our first No Turning Back, which was what we deemed to be, like, our WrestleMania, where we had, uh, the tournament to crown the, our first world champion, heavyweight champion, um, which was fun. It was an interesting day, um, just trying to put things together, and, you know, you don't always have everything you need for a show, um, but... 
you know, in the end, what you really need is you need workers and you need a ring. You know, you could you need can live without the music. It's not the same, but you know, it wasn't until jeez, like almost 40 years ago, when you know entrance music was first introduced into wrestling, and you know, pro professional wrestling has been around for over 100 years. So put that in perspective. You know, and music wasn't always a a, a thing. I know it's what people are used to and accustomed to now, but you can get through a show without that. But if you don't have workers, you know, and by that I mean wrestlers and referee in uh, a ring, you really can't do a show, which we had both of those. So uh, in that perspective, it went off good. Um, uh, you know, if you could go back and change things, you know, of course you'd want to make, you know, production values better. But uh, in the end, I wouldn't change things because it was, it was a really fun experience. And when myself and Destruction uh, were in the, you know, Vigla Bell versus Destruction were in the finals of the tournament for the, the, the title, 30-minute uh, last man standing match. <clears throat> like, that was my first, like, big, big-time match. And uh, I was very proud of it. Um, was there some rough spots? Sure. What match doesn't? But I think it comes off more realistic that way. That way it does not quite as obviously choreographed or whatever you want to look at it. But um, the last like third of that match is also on YouTube um, on the on that channel. But yeah, then that obviously that was the first championship I won, um, which you know it's a big deal for anyone in anyone's career. Um, so, yeah, that was good. That was a fun time. So then, um, I know I'm not sounding, like, excited, uh, but no, uh, it was. It was a really pivotal moment where it was like, okay, we can put these shows together. We can have them be, you know, a success. We have people showing up, uh, crowd-wise. Uh, it's just a matter of getting a roster together and will be fucking set. Uh, so then after that, yeah, it was, uh, again, you know, we didn't have a, a facility. So, you know, doing stuff outside was kind of, being in Wisconsin, it's kind of a pain in the ass with all the snow. So I went back to recruiting. Um, looking for more, um, more dudes. Uh, so then, you know, springtime rolled around again. Had some more guys, and then uh, thus in... June, yeah, June 2012, uh, started our first annual trilogy at Nash Park. Um, uh, da, 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 yeah, well, it wasn't, I guess, it wasn't our, in Nash Park, all of it, but our uh, summer trilogy of shows, starting with Total Anarchy, and then Gold Rush, and then All or Nothing. Um, yeah, so, I mean... Big moments there. Uh, Total Anarchy was, uh, man, that, that was I think one of my favorite, most favorite shows that we did. And I did uh, defended the title against Infamous in a TLC match. Uh, first type of gimmick match, I guess, for myself. Um, a lot of fun. Uh, a lot of fun. I and Infamous is one of my most favorite people to work against. I feel like. Uh, we could be putting a match once a week, 
for you know six months you know straight and I think we could have a different type of match every week uh, not to say you know myself and other people couldn't but I feel like that was the, really the kind of chemistry that we have and uh, yeah I love working with him um, just yeah and then that match was brutal in the sense of the style of match it was and yeah it was you know first time in a ladder match first time going through a table uh, first time bleeding uh, yeah it was insane but um, fun fun match to have uh, glad to have um, had infamous you know win the title in that match too and then carry it through the summer and then the next month in July we uh, had our first venue show at Brigados in Kenosha um, and I feel like if they would have promoted the show better instead of their stupid fucking weekend DJ bullshit uh, that always got the cops called there on them I feel like if they would have done their half of promoting because trust me myself Tom and everybody we flyered the shit out of town. Granted, there may have been some haters that fucking tore that shit down. That neither goes. That's neither here nor there. But we definitely did. And if they would have done that, and their other customers would have seen it, like, oh shit, wrestling here too. I'm in. Um, I feel like we probably could have had a really good working relationship with them that we could have done consistent shows, uh, other than the three that we did with them. Sadly to say, that didn't work out, and attendance wasn't what it could have been, what it should have been, uh, which is sad and unfortunate, but um, again, it was a big moment to finally, you know, to have a venue owner have <clears throat> um, trust and um, in us on bringing in, you know, the product that we promised. Unfortunately, they didn't follow up with their half of promoting, but, uh, again, you know, what's in the past in the past, whatever. Um, so yeah, we did Gold Rush there, our second Costume Chaos there, which was a, you know, a big <laughs> hodgepodge night, um, dressed up as Hollywoody, Vigo Hogan, um, and Tommy P, obviously, it was Macho P, Tommy Savage. We were the mega powers for uh, in costume chaos because you know it's the whole thing. Uh, I Vigo myself whatever uh, won the title back that night in controversial fashion fashion of course, uh, and that would have begun my 533 day reign as champion, um, and. That following November was our No Turning Back 2. Um, that was the first time. It was a big, big deal. It was the first time we brought in talents from Chicago. And, you know, again, not a dig on any of them. I'm not going to drop names. Uh, they were fun to work with at the time, but I feel like with the haters that are around, I hate using that term because it's such a fucking overused fucking kitty term but the haters in this business that are gonna you know spout bullshit and get people second guessing working with us um you know ruin that cause we had 
again, you know, if you the uh, end of that show is on YouTube. Um, yeah, check that out, and you'll you can see where that could have gone. Um, had big stuff planned with us and those guys, but unfortunately, you know, stop start bullshit, which is I. That was the point of this guy's wanting to start to charge us now more because we're not bringing in people while he's not fucking advertising. So we're like, all right, well, back to square one. So a guy that we had brought in a year prior and then he came back, um, had a friend who had like this big kind of warehousey, garagey, barney type thing in his yard. He lives, you know, out in the county, so... Um, it was big enough for the ring, so he was offered to rent it to us, which was awesome. Had the ring set up there, could do training. Um, it was, you know, sounded too good to be true. And at first it wasn't, but then eventually it became, you know, more hassle than what it was worth. Thanks to a few, again, unnamed people who we should never have brought in, um, ruined this because you know they weren't getting their way and as most times that shit happens um so but you know we've had we got some really good you know talent out of that and we had our first house show quote unquote um called Sico de Mayo because it was on May 5th like Cinco de Mayo but Sico because hey fuck it it's us um so after that, we kind of had to close up shop at the barn, and then we went to do our, you know, second annual trilogy, summer trilogy, of uh, Total Anarchy, Gold Rush, and All or Nothing. Uh, we missed out on the Total Anarchy because we were busy getting ready for the house show, and then we wanted to really, you know, bear down for this big show at uh, at Nash, which was a Gold Rush tournament. Um and that was our first show with this new crop of talent. And it was really, I'm super, super fucking proud of that show. That and All or Nothing, um, both of which are on DVD, available uh, available for purchase. Um, we have our big cartel uh, shop. Uh, I will put the description link for that, or you can look it up on Big Cartel under Back to Basics Wrestling. Um place an order there or you can uh, contact me in the multiple of areas that'll be in the description below we have uh, you know those shows the Sico de Mayo show and uh, Best of Eagle of Bo DVD all for sale all 10 bucks 10 bucks free shipping um, or delivery you know if you want to do that sort of thing um so yeah, those two shows, super fucking proud of. I thought they turned out spectacularly for, you know, um, having a group of rookies. Um, yeah, so then, uh, you know, some shit after that went down. But, where there's dark clouds, sunshine. And what do you know? The fall of 2013, where we're at now, we get a call from the president of Kenosha Media, and they want to put Back to Basics Wrestling on TV. Biggest moment of my life, of my career for wrestling, was this. This was 
it was, you know, it was amazing. I still get excited reading the press release that went out about it, but yeah, we met with them. Uh, he had their, you know, what they wanted. We gave this, and we just came together. And again, here we are now, November, and we do our first, you know, meeting about the show, and then we plan our day to start, re you know, taping our first episodes. Um, and we're, again, we're off to the races, so from that point to November of 2014, which, uh, you know, is normally a good thing, but, um, November is usually a good, good luck month, but, uh, unfortunately, yeah, that was the month where, you know, Spectrum purchased Time Warner, and they were like, yeah, we don't want anyone recording in the studio anymore, it's becoming a hassle, et cetera, et cetera, blah, 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 but, uh, for that year, oh my god, that was perfect, and if we only had a stable roster that we could rely on that would show up once a month, tape these four episodes, that we could rely on to do bigger shows, man, we'd, we'd be, we'd be sitting pretty right now, but it just, it, it, it was, they were unreliable, not everyone, you know, we had the core four, or core three at this point, myself, Tom, and Jarrell, aka Infamous, um, but, you know, you can't, yeah, we can do TV tapings, you know, we can make some shit up, it won't be as, <laughs> um, diverse, you know, we can only do so many different matches with just the three of us, I mean, it wasn't always just the three of us, but we were the three reliable that we know that would always be there, but we can't do a big show at a venue where we're paying for it, and we're charging tickets, and we're having fans show up, I mean, there, you know, we had an audience at the studio, too, for the show, for Adrenaline, but I'm talking about, like, people wanted more of BWW, and I'm not just saying that, blowing smoke out of my own ass, and, and, you know, making you guys, I'm legit, you know, people wanted more, they still ask me, to this day, where, why, want more, something like that, um, we could have done more if we had that. Um, reliability on the guys and it just just didn't happen we just couldn't do much more past you know the three of us I mean we had guys you know we had reliable guys but we didn't have the full you know roster I mean you can only do so much with five six guys like I said five or six wrestlers we can do TV tapings because it was only half an hour an episode we did three four episodes a night and <clears throat> you know, we can, you can make that work because it's, you know, it seems like a week after week, but if you got one whole night, you can't do two-hour show with five, six guys. Just, it's just not, it's just not going to work. And then you don't want the fans to not feel like they're getting their money's worth. So, unfortunately, that was a lost opportunity. And, you know, uh, we could only do so much with what we had. But, again, wouldn't give that experience up for the world. I had the most fun in my career doing that show. It was a lot of work, but in the end, it was fun as fuck. Um, and if we could ever do that again, um, I think in the future, uh, we'll probably use, you know, like, uh, 
uh, fuck, what am I thinking of? You know, um, modern day things like Twitch or YouTube or some streaming service, as opposed to um, working with, you know, TV. I feel like TV these days is becoming a lost, um, you know, it, it's it's dwindling down. It's it's not, you know people are watching streaming things and internet shows on their phones or laptops or smart TVs or game consoles or what have you. So I think that's where the, the future is going, and um, a lot of wrestling promotions have started doing that too. So I feel like um, when that you know we get to that net, that step again, again we're at that after that point back to square one. Um, I feel like that'd be that's gonna be the way to go. Doing a, a reboot of Adrenaline. Um, I think, uh, yeah, that would be the way to go. So keep an eye on that. Hopefully, we can get that uh, something going with that sometime early next year. Um, as soon as we find a facility to uh, house our our needs. So again. Anyone who knows anybody or knows somewhere, something, share that info with your boy. Contact me at one of the places that are in the description down below. Um, yeah, hit me up. Let me know. Um, and so, yeah, uh, to continue on, so the next uh, four years after that was little things here and there, birthday party, um, going to a few places, working a few places, other other promotions, just keeping my wheels not rusty. Don't, you know, the rolling rock doesn't grow moss, something like that. I don't know the thing. Um, until most recently, this last August, we uh, I worked for a company in Milwaukee at Puerto Rican Fest in front of a huge crowd. Show I wasn't proud of. Um, again, it's just you work for some other promotions and it's a legit professional deal and then you work for some other ones and it's a shit show and this one was more of that and fortunately could be more but I just I don't think so so but that's where I am currently 10 years in um, a decade and I'm looking forward to what the next decade brings Hopefully we get BTW back on track, full steam ahead, where we want it, where you want it, where I want it, and that is constant entertainment. Get our own arena, and by arena I mean a fucking building big enough for the ring and for a crowd and all that good shit, um, and just kind of all just constantly doing shit once a month, you know. Uh, then maybe do it once a week. We'll see where it goes. I don't want to get too far in. I don't want to put all my eggs in one basket, all my ducks in a row. That kind of good stuff. So, 10 years, guys. <clears throat> Blow out the cake. Candles. Now. Look at that. Got them all out. Happy wrestling birthday to me. 10 years old. So. Uh, I hope you guys enjoyed the little journey down memory lane here. Um, again, if you want to hear some more interesting backstage dealings, um, go back and listen to those uh, It's a Shoot episodes. There's a three, It's a three-parter. Go ahead and download those. And while you're there, subscribe, 
leave a review give me some good vibes and yeah i think that's it episode 21 in the can guys um definitely one of the longer episodes i've had too so you know you get me jabbering on by myself look what happens so until then i am the knight i am backwards oh shit i'm one dude brother see you guys next week Some people sometimes. One dude and some people sometimes. One dude, yeah. One dude, ooh. One dude and some people sometimes.